Without a doubt, one of the biggest keys to our ability to scale the agency has been in hiring a virtual team that works really well. But the interesting thing is all of those keys are baked into our hiring process, but they're not always obvious exactly what we're looking for or exactly what we're testing for. Hello and welcome to Virtual Business Podcast. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, joined by Angela Ponsford. How you doing today, Ange? Hey, I'm pretty good. And this week, huge shout out to the Burns family. Ralph Burns is an officially an empty nester. So I imagine he's, uh, once he can travel again, he'll also be a digital nomad. I think he's been excited about that. Now, if we could just yeah, actually go somewhere. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, graduated his youngest on, uh, I guess, last weekend. So cool stuff. And today we are going to be talking about one of the things that, that Angie and I have been building and working on and tweaking for, gosh, years at this point. And it's been so integral to our success and our ability to scale. And honestly, I think Angie and I have both seen our jobs transform radically through this. Uh, and that's hiring. And Angela, I don't know if, if you remember a few years ago where we were in basically the same roles that we're in now. So we were overseeing a lot of media buyers and stuff like that, but the team was really different at the time. And we used to spend a lot of time putting out fires or just like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, what's the next problem that we're going to solve? And, and I remember um, we, we worked really hard on that. We worked really hard on hiring and, and I don't think I ever took the time to look back at the results of that until we were in Seattle last, uh, I guess that was August, July. And when we were in Seattle, we were talking about, we were putting together like a skills matrix, which we we can talk about in another episode, but essentially we were, we were trying to figure out how to better manage our teams. And I, and I remember uh, it dawned on me at one point in the conversation, I'm like, Hey, Ange, Remember when, when when we used to be like firefighting all the time and, and it was always like, oh, this problem or oh, that problem. And it was always like people related stuff that just wasn't going well. And I, and I, and as I'm asking this, I'm starting to feel guilty because we used to fight those battles together and I hadn't fought one in forever. And so in my head, I'm like, did I just leave you out there on an island, Angela? Or like, yes. what's different? <laughs> <laughs> But really, like things had changed, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and I think it's because of all the the work that we did put in several, you know, over the past few years to hire people that are the best fit for Tier 11. It's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of, and it's not even our, our product. But when I look yeah. at the team or when I see the team interacting on a calls and I'm like, the dumbest one there is <laughs> what it feels like. I'm like, this is incredible. How did we get all these people? This team is amazing. And, and that's really fun. Yeah. You know, we, we put in all that work over the past few years and I think we are at a stage now where we, we are able to, we're pretty good at picking people that will be good for tier 11. So today I thought it would be cool. Let's just go back and forth and you and me, what are some of the keys that you like to look for? What are some of my favorite things to look for? And let's just talk through, like we have had so many virtual team members that are amazing fits because we've done all the interviewing. We've also seen all the red flags and like <laughs> made all the mistakes. Yeah. And, and uh, this will be cool to just kind of talk about what do we look for that really makes a big difference when you're in a virtual environment like ours. 
Sound good? Mm. Yep, absolutely. Let's All do right. it. I'm going to give you first at bat here. Uh, what's something you that you look for that's like, you, you got to have this if you're going to be a, a good virtual team member? Doing what was asked and usually via the email because that's, that's the main way that we're going to be communicating with someone, obviously, until we get on a call with them to interview them. So doing what was asked, which directly leads to, is linked to attention to detail. Oh, man. Attention to detail. Well, so when we were originally putting together a hiring process, that was like, I, we cannot miss on attention to detail. <laughs> like this, the, the jobs that were, you know, certainly on the media buying side, you know, uh, ads, ads manager, media buyer running Facebook ads, you need to, to have attention to detail is like absolutely critical part of the role. And yeah, it can be a challenge to, to pick that up, like, you know, directly give them a test to pick it up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think anyone listening to this right now, even big employers would be like, of course, attention to detail. I don't often mm-hmm. see it screened for or mm-hmm. people actively looking for like that component. And and here's the interesting thing is like, we might ask you to do something. We're way more interested in the attention to detail aspect than the right answer. Just to kind of put mm-hmm. this in context, like oftentimes I don't even care if it's the wrong answer. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And and like we've, I've been hiring, you know, recently I've been going through some, you know, hiring uh, applications and yeah, just that ability to follow the inst- written instructions. So, you know, what were, what were you asked to do and did you do that thing or did you give us something completely different or did you have to ask a hundred questions to clarify that thing? That one that's one of my personal pet peeves. And I used to have an inbox full of these things when I was doing hiring and we have, we've templated everything. It's an interview process. It's very standardized. And so if I interview a hundred people and then I have one person who's asking for clarification around this or that, it feels good to ask for clarification. I'm the type of person who craves clarity, but at the same time, it's like, I sent this to a hundred people. One of them sent me three extra emails asking about how to do the thing instead of doing the thing. So mm-hmm. is that what my life is going to look like if I hire this person? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think that's what people, I don't know what people don't understand like about that in a, in a virtual, in a virtual environment. I mean, there's an, this kind of leads on to another one, which I know, um, I've got as well, but just like if, if that's how they're, conducting themselves in an interview when this is like their best foot forward or the, the, the person, the real person that they are, that there's so many like clues you can pick up just from how they respond to you. And um, I had, I had even just on a, a, this is a slightly weird one. Like I had uh, some emails back this morning, you know, I'd, I'd put out a request for some things. And in one of the emails, it was titled Mrs. Ponsford. And, and it, it's even that like t- a tiny thing like that. I'm like, well, one, how do they know I'm Mrs? Because I don't put, I don't, you know, it's it's not on my signature somewhere. So how, are they just assuming that I'm a, a Mrs? Or have they gone and stalked me? I, I don't mind if they've gone and stalked me. That's that's perfectly common. You know, a lot of people have I know have gone and they look me up um, when they see my name on the, on the email. But like, was that an assumption there? Why didn't they just use my first name? Like every, every single other person has just used my first name. So that it's already putting some kind of like, hmm. Yeah. I've talked to 200 people and this one is different. 
this one is different. Yeah. And it's like those very subtle, sometimes little clues from the written communication that you get. Um, yeah. And, you know, the more you do it, the more that we get attuned to it. So that leads me to one of my big ones. And when I was first putting this together, like before we'd hired anybody, I didn't really have a lot of the information we have now. We're just kind of making this up and we're all, okay, so baseline stuff. What do you need to succeed here? Without a doubt, communication, written communication and video communication. Cause we use video all the time. You've probably heard us talk about loom all the time on this podcast. Cause we send each other loom videos, explaining things and the ability to communicate over email, uh, really effectively, like written communication is huge. It can be the difference for us between like, regardless of right or wrong outcome, it can be impact days of delivery because we are worldwide. So you have to imagine if, if you're working with somebody who's 12 hours difference from you, you need to be able to write something down in a way that they can see it and execute it with clarity around what was supposed to be done. And the right thing is done. Cause if you don't, they send a question back. Okay. Now 12 more hours go by. Now it's been 24 hours. And then you go, and if you're going back and forth, it's like, Oh my gosh, this thing is just really just, ah, so that's one of the things I look for is I try to set up scenarios where they have to write something to me in some way and just like communicate with us. And, uh, the other way is, is video. And, and one of our challenges that we originally did in our hiring thing, um, we haven't done this in a long time, but the first thing we ever did in our hiring thing was teach us something new that like they didn't know. Yes. And it, what was it? It was some Instagram thing. It was Insta. It was before Instagram shopping was an actually a thing. And it was, you know, we asked them to research that and give potential use cases and how it could benefit potential customers. That's right. So they, so we knew that they didn't know about Instagram shopping because it was that new at the time. Yep. And so the, the task was research it, learn it, and then communicate back to me over video what it is. And I would kind of, I, I mean, after watching, gosh, a hundred of these, mm -hmm. it was really obvious. You'd be like, oh, I don't know what I'm looking for. These are okay. And then you'd be like, oh, that one was terrible. No way. Oh, I don't know mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. These are all the same. And then boom, this one was outstanding. And I still remember two people that we hired from that, Rita mm -hmm. and, and Vic, they both sent in incredible uh, videos from that. And it was like, so clear information was organized and I'm like, this is what we're looking for. That was great communication. Yeah, totally. And that, as you say, it's like, it's, of course we're hiring for specific roles within the company. So whatever your company does, you're hiring for those roles and you're looking for the skills that they are needed to do the role. But like, it, it's almost like that's like the, the base, the baseline, like those skills are for, for a lot of um, people, they're easy to gauge. Do they have the skill to do this job or do they not? But then it's the, all those other things that actually have more importance. And I think that even you can see it with some of the, you know, some people that apply, like they just don't get that there's more to working for a company, whether you're virtual or not virtual than having the skills to do the job. Totally. So another one for me, and I think it's linked to those first two is uh, professionalism. And this yeah. one drives me nuts. This one drives me nuts. It seems like it should be obvious, right? You want a professional you job. So like, what do you mean professionalism? 
Yes. So it's like you almost, well, not even almost, you have in a virtual environment, you need to be more professional, not less. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, you actually get the opportunity in a virtual in a virtual interview or a virtual hiring process to make sure that the thing that you send is as perfect as it can be. So, for example, if you know your you know a couple of the stages in the hiring process for us are different scenarios or different account walkthroughs, and we get people to record and explain to us you know different different things, and so you get to record it. You get to make notes beforehand. You get to, you know, it's like an open book exam. You're you're able to do it. You're able to repeat it multiple times and re-record it multiple times and make it as perfect as it can be before it gets sent. And the amount of videos that we get that are kind of like they're just been flung together that on the fly. You know, that's great. It's like it's a virtual. You get to work from home. It's remote. Yeah, yeah. It's so I'm just working in my car. I got a lot of car videos. I'm like. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like that. Like, why wouldn't you want to put your absolute best foot forward? Because you you have that privilege before you even get to the interview stage of of making it the absolute best that it can be. Now, you know, there's that some people would say, well, it's perfectionism. But like, I don't think it is when you're in an interview process, especially before you get on the actual call. You know, and our interview process does involve two actual interviews with real people uh, before you would get offered a position. So it's like you've got this opportunity to get be professional. And it's really interesting how Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't take that opportunity. Yes. So I have had people send in the the whole, oh, I was making this video in the parking lot. You know, like I got your email. I just wanted to make the video right away. So they're just talking off the top of their heads. It's like two and a half minutes, shaky camera. I'm like, what is this? Like, bad sound. I've gotten a lot of those. On the flip side, what I what it looks like is I've been blown away. Some people have put together branded slide decks with their face in the mm-hmm. corner and like done a full-on presentation and I'm like that that is a huge level of effort that's telling us that they are serious about the job and and in both cases the way that I look at it is I always think to myself, what would my life be like if this person worked for me? And one of them, I'm like motion sick and, (laughs) and feel like I'm having to kind of clean up after their work. And the other one, I'm like blown away by everything was already done. Great. Yeah. And, you know, again, it comes back to that, you know, there's, there's two aspects of, of any, of any job, the, the technical, the skills aspect, and then the team fit. And if you, you know, don't have at least an appreciation that there's those two things involved, then you're probably not a good fit for tier 11 and you're probably not a good fit for most employees. If you, if you don't understand that there's that, that dynamic between skills and, and personality and team fit. So we talked about uh, video professionalism a lot and, and that whole thing. There's another side to this too, which I have been surprised at the written communication. I, Mm -hmm. so uh, I, for example, in our application, so, I mean, you, you do written stuff throughout our, our process just naturally. And I try to have on the application, I try to have an opportunity for them to write something, not an essay. Like I don't want to read full cover letters or something, but I want them to write something in complete sentences so I can gauge their ability to communicate in written English that looks professional. And the amount of times I see people just skip that 
Cause like I don't make it a required field on purpose mm-hmm. and people will just submit it. There's an opportunity to upload a resume or a cover letter or something. Lots of people skip that. I would consider that like professionalism, attention to detail. And yeah, I get lots of things that are just as if they're applying on their phone, typing out a text to their friend. Mm. I'm like, Oh, that (laughs) that wasn't even super easy to read or clear. So do do you reckon like, do you reckon like me that it is, it's like, Oh, well it's a a virtual, it's a remote position. Therefore it's not as real or not as proper. I would love to know. Maybe we should have talked to more of these people to, to find out the mindset there. Like tell me about why your application was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, maybe I should go back to some people and go, "Hey, can we have an honest conversation about this?" Yeah, and, I just want to know: Is this how you do? You phone and everything, or was it just our application? Mm, yeah, <laughs> maybe I have to start asking that on some of the ones. That- <laughs> but I do suspect that there is that element of of oh, I'm escaping the office culture now. Everything out here is just casual work from my mm. phone on the beach or whatever. Uh, but I mean, this is like a serious business. <laughs> yeah. Like these, uh, internet marketing gurus have got oh, a lot yeah. to answer for with their photos sitting on the, by the pool with their laptop. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, definitely not us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have you got another one, Deacon, that's something that you've noticed? Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I also look at in our process, we've kind of talked about, it's like a staged process. You know, you apply, you do our first challenge, second challenge. We don't call them challenges. I don't know where that came from. I think maybe we will start calling them challenges. <laughs> call though them I like challenges. that. Yeah. And then at the end, I don't know if you guys have double dare in Australia, but they can take the physical challenge. Ooh, yes. I have seen that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So throughout these challenges, one of the things that, that we keep a close eye on is response times. So we say, Hey, can you, here's a challenge for you. You know, can you do this thing for us? And then, so we use Asana for our hiring process. So it's kind of like a Kanban board. People are moving through the process and, and Asana timestamps everything. So I know when we ask somebody to do something and then I just kind of ignore it. I don't think, because I don't look at things again until submissions come back. But when they do come back, I always look at the timestamps and it'll say something like, you know, requested SIM on Thursday, June 4th. And then I get the sim back and it's like June 10th. Like, all right. That was, I don't know. I might look at that weekend, whatever. That's, that's not bad, but sometimes it'll be two weeks or sometimes you won't hear something. And sometimes you'll get something the same day, but yep. we definitely always look at response times. Cause that is, again, it's like, how serious are you taking this? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had a lot of great responses where people would, proactively set expectations, which for me is a gigantic plus. They mm-hmm. email me back and say, Hey, uh, I'm on vacation this week. Can I get this to you on this date or totally. something else is going on? Can I do it here? Like that to me is a huge, yes, that's what I need. I need that in a virtual environment. Absolutely. You know, that, that they're taking it on themselves, you know, and that's the thing we don't, like we don't need people to have it back within 24 hours of us asking like 
it's we get that people have lives and they might have other things planned in and you know some of the tasks that we're asking people to do they're they're not easy they have to sit down and think about them and and really you know think through scenarios but um yeah proactively saying uh, i know the people that have yeah come back to you and said oh you know i've i'm going on holiday or i've got this thing on i'm not going to be able to get to it till after the weekend you're like great thank you know for letting us know and that is because that's such a key factor of our daily life interior living with the remote team. Oh yeah. Imagine if you're running a remote business and you, your team doesn't have that, I guess I'd call it a talent, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of going back to uh, what is that, that book, Angela, where they talk a lot about talents versus skills. First break all the rules. (laughs) First break all the rules. Yes. So essentially from, from that book, they're, they're like, people have talents and, and those talents they're born with, you don't have to install it in them or turn or turn them into something they're not. And so a lot of the things we're looking for in the interview process is like talents. It's like who people are. And there are lots of people who are expectation setting people. They Mm -hmm. get back to you about things. They don't just let things fade off and, you know, get to it when they can and expect Mm -hmm. the process to just be fine. But so if you build yourself a team of people and they do not have the talent of proactively setting expectations you will constantly wonder where they are and what they're doing. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's no fun. And you know, we, we've been there. We, we've, we've had those, those yeah. people. Ask you know, us how we know. To... <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. I have got that t-shirt. And like, especially like if you're managing people like that, if you, if you're the one hiring and then you're the one managing, like how much of your time do you think you're going to spend following up? creating reminders for yourself to follow up on the person because they're not proactively letting you know what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Angela, what you're, as you're saying that I'm remembering back to kind of how we started the episode and we were, that's what our lives looked like then mm-hmm. it was, where's this person? Where's this thing? They didn't, they dropped this ball. Now I have to do it. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And it was, it was not fun. Just carrying a lot of monkeys on my back. Oh my gosh, we've got to do a monkey episode. A monkey episode, yeah. <laughs> so you reminded me of something else. Kind of jumping back into one of the other things we've already discussed, but video length is like what what do we ask for with video length and what are we looking for? <laughs> Yes. And, and, you know, because we're, we're asking from them to do video su- submissions, we're, we're saying in very explicitly, I mean, this covers quite a few in the That's email. That's why I'm excited us, about this one. Give us a, give us a, a, a video, no more than say, for example, seven minutes. Seven minutes is one of the ones that we have. Uh, record as a, a loom, telling us what you're seeing in these scenarios, make it no more than seven minutes. So if it's, more it's a simple request, right? Like if you got that request, it's like, Hey, it might be a, something as simple as make me a loom. Tell me about where you live, how you got into this job and why you want to work here in seven minutes. And you don't make yeah. it like super emphatic. Just say that that was a pretty clear instruction. Yep. Super clear. So then I had one fairly recently. It was over three times that length. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't. I saw it and I was like, I don't. I don't even know if I'm going to even watch this because, like, it's right straight away. I'm a little bit annoyed. I wouldn't watch it. I've yeah. I've had some over twenty minutes in the interview process, and I just flat out don't watch them. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like different maybe if like it, you hadn't had any communication up until that point and that was your initial submission. Um, okay, um, that's it still seems long to, you know, uh, to especially on an, an initial stage of an interview. But yeah, when it was explicitly asked, um, I almost at that case stage, I don't care how good you are doing the job at that point. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, we, nah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were making this process, that was like one of our, one of the first roadblocks we put in it said seven minute video. I don't want an eight minute video. Even I want a mm-hmm. seven minute video. And that covers a number of things here. So doing what you're asked, that was the very first thing you mentioned, Angela. I asked mm-hmm. for a seven minute video. Why would you not give me a seven minute video? That's the only thing I asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like make it seven minutes. Communication was the second thing we listed. Clarity, efficiency, being able to like deliver a message. If it takes you 18 minutes to say something that should have taken you five, I don't think we're going to be friends. <laughs> no. My life as a manager will be horrible. No kidding. And that's the question that we're always asking ourselves in the interview is, is like, what is this is it going to be like if this person is on my team? Mm-hmm. And if it's a 25 minute video, every time you ask them a simple question, well, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, and, and that, that is, that is, that does happen. You know, we, we have had team members where that's what it is every time they're trying to explain something. And yeah, that def, then, then we do, we have had to remedy that in, in some team members, you know, we really have had to, to sit down and, and go, okay, we acknowledge that there, there's an issue here and it's not that you can't do the job, you can't do the role of whatever it is, you know, media buying, but the fact that the communications are so long-winded, that's an issue because it's taken up so many other people's time. You know, when you mm-hmm. think about it, it's everybody else's time watching that, processing that, and then responding to it. I can never remember where this quote comes from, but have you ever heard the saying where it's like, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have enough time. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what those videos should be. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. Especially because it's, it's not in a live, you know, you, you do have that time at home to be like, okay, I'm going to put my best foot forward and, and make it, I'm going to do what, they're, do what they're asking me to do and I'm going to make it the best that it can be. So really all in what we're saying is the skills of the job are one thing, but the real thing that we're looking for in an interview, all of those, the, the things that we've mentioned, it's, it's fit, it's culture and company fit and just really being clear on what values and what is your team what does your ideal team player look like we're super clear on this at tier 11 you know we we have the them listed out we have the the key features of, of what our ideal team player is and we're always referring back to that and and all of those things professionalism response time uh doing what was asked communication they're all part of of what our ideal team member is Well, thanks for joining us today on the Virtual Business Podcast. Uh, This has been a really fun one, really important one, and it really lays the foundation for everything that we have built as a team. And uh, it's been really, really fun to scale this with you, Angela, and just like see that team grow. So if you like this episode, please head over to thevirtualbusinesspodcast.com. Become an insider. Click the link in the top right-hand corner. 
send out behind the scenes stuff and other business related emails. So love to have you on the list and uh, we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.